You are listening to the Stand with Dignity podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Is Jesus the Son of God is without a doubt the major difference that exists between the religions of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. The Abrahamic faiths, if there was one major area that they debate and discuss throughout the last couple of thousand years or so, it concerns whether Jesus is to be seen as the Son of God, or a prophet of God, or a servant of God. Indeed, you therefore find that this issue, without a doubt, is the most hotly contested issue between the Muslims and the Christians, alongside the original sin, alongside the crucifixion, alongside the Trinity and the resurrection, which we'll be coming to in the future nights. One of the main areas of contention is the status of Nabi Isa alayhi salam. Is Nabi Isa alayhi salam the son of God or is he like others who have come before him such as Noah or such as Abraham or such as Moses to be seen as a prophet of God? Without a doubt, this particular issue becomes even more important because when a person looks at the Bible, on many occasions, Jesus talks of your father or my father. When someone normally talks of their father or tells the community your father, then you see that here there is an indication that when he says my father, that God is his father. What's added to this is the fact that clearly Jesus had no father when he came onto this earth. If you look within Christian and Muslim belief, all of us believe in the miraculous birth of Jesus alayhi salam. We believe that his mother is Maryam al-Adra. Adra in the sense that she is the virgin Mary. Therefore, the idea that he would have had a father figure is rejected. Even those who want to talk about Joseph will still admit that Joseph is not the father of Jesus. At most, some Christians will say he's betrothed to Mary, but that he is not the father of Jesus. Therefore, if Jesus had no father, so what's the issue with saying God is the father of Jesus What adds to this is the fact that when you look within the Bible, you see certain important sections where there are people who speak of Jesus as the son of God. Peter may mention this. Nathaniel may tell him in the book of John, Mark, Matthew, different sections speak of Jesus as the son of God. So when these sections speak of Jesus as the son of God, one cannot blame the Christian who says that I follow Jesus, the son of God. Of course, there are some Christians who don't stop at son of God. Tomorrow, I'll look at those Christians who made Jesus God, not the son. And the different opinions that emerged concerning the definition of the Trinity. But tonight, we look at this issue of the Son of God. Indeed, we live in a country which is majority Christian in many cases of those who watch these lectures. And so it's always an interesting point of discussion if that discussion can take place. Sadly, there are certain countries in Europe and the Middle East where Muslims and Christians do not discuss these things. Where unfortunately, what is there between them? What's there is hatred and animosity. But through scriptural reasoning, a person can either reach a conclusion of agreeing to agree or agreeing to disagree. There are Muslim families now in the world who have Christian in-laws. Imagine now that your 
daughter has married a Christian convert. His parents may still be Christian. Over the dinner table, this is not the worst discussion to have. That how does Islam reach a conclusion as to whether Jesus is the son of God or not? If now someone was to come to you and say to you, that do you believe Jesus is the son of God? And if you don't believe it, what proofs would you give from the Bible or from the Quran? Of course, the Bible is not a barometer for me. I don't have to live by what the Bible says as a Muslim. But still interesting for me, if I look within the Bible, am I able to even within the Bible reach a conclusion that Jesus being called the son of God does not literally make him different to anyone before him? Because I, when I look in the Bible, I'm going to look at the Old Testament and I'm going to look at the New Testament. I'm going to study 66 different books. But what I want to see also is a sort of consistency that there isn't a difference between what the Old Testament and say the books of the Torah or the Tanakh generally believed and what the New Testament believes. I want to see that there's a consistency at least, at least when it comes to monotheistic beliefs. There are no doubts that some splinter sects may emerge. There are no doubts that even amongst Christians, you'll see maybe a difference between a Unitarian, a Trinitarian, a Jehovah's Witness, the Protestant, the Catholic, and their conclusions even as to the status of Jesus and the status of Mary. But the central question that every Christian one way or the other may utter in their lives is that Jesus is the son of God. Haven't you heard that? Don't you see it outside churches? So when I see this, therefore, I ask myself the question that I as a Muslim, I may know my conclusion, but if I was to open the Bible and look at what's written in the Bible, may I still reach a conclusion that Jesus, when he's called son, may not necessarily refer to who? May not necessarily refer to the idea of God's only begotten son, has there been anyone else who's been called the son of God? Have there been any other groups of people who've been called the sons of God? If they have, then why do they not have the same status as someone like Jesus? Therefore, tonight, let's examine this in depth. And I'd like to do this in the following stages. Number one, the verse that I just quoted. Surah 9 verse 30. How does it show us that the Jews also may have believed in Uzair being the son of God? Which Uzair? And which story? Number two, then it moves on to say, and the Christians said that the Messiah, Jesus, was also the son of God. Why do the Christians reach this conclusion? On the basis of which sections within the Bible? Number three, in the Bible itself, who else has been called son of God? And who else from famous prophets was known as a son of God? And does this mean that there are more than one son of God, or is this to be taken in a different way? Number four, those who said that Jesus must be the son of God because he had no father. How does the Quran reply back to them quite simply? Number five, how does the Quran in one particular chapter make clear that neither he begets nor is God begotten? As a very clear statement against those who said that there was a begotten son of the Lord. Further than that, how did Imam al-Hussein use this particular verse about the Jews and the Christians moments before he went towards the battlefield on the 10th of Muharram? Let's examine this and dissect the topic in complete depth. 
When we come towards this particular ayah, the ayah is in Surah At-Tawbah. It says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْرٌ ibn Allah. The Jews said that Uzair is the son of God. This, without a doubt, is a verse that causes Muslims many problems. Why? Because of the fact that Jews and Muslims tend to be very similar in their understanding of Tawheed. If you look at the Jewish community and you look at the Muslim community, do any of us go towards the direction that God has a son? Christians, yes, they may go towards that direction. But when you come towards the Muslims, for example, and the Jews, normally what? Normally we came forward and said that we believe in one God and that God does not have a son. But now the Quran is saying, وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْرٌ ابْنُ اللَّهِ The Jews said, Uzair is the son of God. You ask your local Jewish community, did you ever believe in Uzair or someone with the derivative of the name Uzair, let's say, as being the son of God? They'll say, no, we believe in one God like you Muslims believe in one God. Where did you get the idea that we believe in a son of God? We say, but our Quran says, The Quran said that the Jews said, Uzair is the son of Allah. I go to the rabbi. The rabbi goes, what are you talking about? We always believed in one God and that God sent all of these different messengers to mankind, different prophets. Where can you find even in the Old Testament, for example, or in the first five books that we ever believed? That Jesus son of God, uh, Jew, uh, is the son of God. Now, what do I reply? Where do you find in Jewish history what the Quran is saying? Because it's a problem. If the Quran said, And nowhere in the history, now we can have two answers. One answer may be, what? One answer might be that I can easily turn around and say, well, the Quran says it, so I don't care what history says. On the one hand, we know a lot of our history is missing. A lot of what's in the Old Testament or what happened in those generations may not be in the Old Testament. Someone can easily turn around and say, listen, I already believe in the premise that the Quran is the unaltered, unadulterated word of God. So you saying to me that where is it in history we can't find a Jewish group that believed Uzair son of God? I don't care. The Quran said, That's enough for me. That's one group. Others, however, try to pinpoint who this person could be? Who is this Uzair that is spoken about? Some came and said Uzair is the prophet Uzair. Or some said his name is Ezra. If you look in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, many of you would have read the story of the man who passed by the town that was completely destroyed. The man began to ask a question. Who is the one who's going to raise this town? from its destruction and make it become alive again. One opinion is that he was referring to Jerusalem and that after the exile from what happened with Babylon, what took place was the man was looking at how Jerusalem fell, how the Torah now was not in its same privileged position. That man asked, you know when you see a city that's dead, you think to yourself, how will Yawm Al-Qiyamah happen? You know when you sometimes think, how will Allah raise everyone alive again? How will Allah raise the earth again? If the whole earth is going to be destroyed, how is God going to raise it? You find that what takes place is that 
he asked this question that this town is dead how's it ever gonna be alive jerusalem's dead how's it ever gonna be alive was it a state of grief the torah is virtually dead how's the torah gonna be held on to again and the day of judgment how will it happen if the whole earth is destroyed how will the day of judgment happen when he asked this allah caused uzair to die allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused uzair to die and then he caused him to come back alive again when he caused him to come back alive again what happened say a hundred years later he was wondering what's going on and you know whenever any of these come back from the dead we see that they think they've been asleep for a few days probably the same will happen to us when we die and we wake up someone will ask you how long have you been asleep only a couple of days he realized when he looked around him that you know what i think that i've actually been dead for a lot longer than that he went into town no one would believe that it was Uzair. the only person who believed it was his maid his old maid who had heard that he had died 100 years ago she was blind he was able to cure her from her blindness and he was able to come towards the people and he was able to restore the torah to its original greatness so one opinion was that it's the prophet ezra or Uzair. he is the one who restored the torah to its greatness after the babylonian exile and therefore when the quran said the quran was referring to was referring to the prophet ezra others disagree with this interpretation even within the jewish community they say we got nothing to do with such an interpretation that we ever took Uzair as a son of god or ezra as a son of god a second group said no the metatron is who it's referring to if you type metatron online the metatron is the belief that had occurred that some people believed in an Uzair or a semi-deity this semi-deity was somebody who was relatable to the people someone who had come and spoken on behalf of god who had revived the jewish manuscripts who had taught the people some people may have taken the metatron as a partner to god or as the son of god and that's why you'll see even amongst the jewish community rabbinical jews versus for example karaite jews there's a difference between the two some take the literal written torah others may go to an interpretation but you find that amongst them there were some who may have believed in the metatron and manuscripts still exist until today that can be found from cairo of people who may have worshipped or taken as a partner to god or a son of god within the jewish community let me make something very clear by the way not everybody in the jewish community ever went towards this i even may argue there was a splinter group who went towards this type of belief in a son of god majority of jewish history is a belief in one god without any partners but also one may argue that the quran might have been referring to the opinion that maybe somewhere in yemen at the time there may have existed a group of people who may have taken the metatron as the son of god or others have posited that the dead sea scrolls when they were found in the cave one of them was a scroll that said son of god and there may have been an early jewish community which those scrolls may have shown believed in a son of god others go on to mention osiris the egyptian god who maybe some jews were forced to take as a son of god irrespective for me 
When the Quran said, وَإِذْ قَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْرٌ إِبْنُ اللَّهِ That's enough for me. Whether I find archaeological evidence, whether I find manuscripts, the Quran said, وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْرٌ إِبْنُ اللَّهِ can I generalize on the whole of Judaism and say that Jews have always believed it? No way. Judaism and Christianity is a clear difference between the two. Judaism's history does not have this son of God concept throughout or as a main belief. Whereas Christianity, you can see it in churches worldwide. Wherever you go in the Christian world, majority of times you will hear the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Isn't that true? Wherever you go, you will hear the Trinity and you'll hear Father, Son, Holy Spirit. When I ask the Christian, the Quran says, وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْنُ بْنُ اللَّهِ وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَ الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ اللَّهِ The Christian said that Jesus is the Son of God. The Quran says in Surah 9 verse 30, I look at it, the Christian says, yes, because my Bible shows clear. I say to them, where? If you look within the Bible, it's true that throughout the New Testament, throughout the New Testament, there are discussions of either the Son of the Most High or Son of God, or, for example, the idea that you are Christ, the Son of God. So if I give you examples, if a person goes towards, for example, the book of Matthew, or a person goes towards the book of, for example, Mark, you look within there, you'll see John the Baptist when baptizing. There is a call that talks about the Son of the Blessed Lord. You look, for example, at the trial where Jesus says, yes, I'm the Son of the Blessed Lord. And not just that, that Jesus talks about being on the right of the power. So when you see here, you'll see within Matthew and within Mark, discussions which are there, which clearly show the trial of Jesus and him talking about being the son of the blessed. John the Baptist and a heavenly voice which discusses Jesus being the son of God. Then you see, for example, Nathaniel telling him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You find, for example, Luke, when he talks about Mary giving birth, she's talking about what? Within Luke, right at the beginning, Mary gives birth and it says son of the most high. You look at Peter and his discussions with Jesus. When Peter discusses with Jesus and Jesus says to him that, you know, who am I to you? you know, and he replies to him by saying, you are Christ, the son of God. So now when I see Peter is saying this, I see, for example, Nathaniel tells him, Rabbi, that you are the son of God. John 3.16, the begotten son. Here I see all of these, John, Matthew, Mark, the discussion of Nathaniel, discussion of Peter, at the birth of Jesus, continuously there is an idea of Son of the Blessed, Son of the Most High, Son of God, begotten Son. Then of course a Christian is going to reach that conclusion. Why? Because on the one hand, the Christian reads this and sees that it says Son of God, Son of the Most High, Son of the Blessed. On the other hand, many Christians will not know anything about the development of how the Bible, for example, was ratified. Many Christians will not know about textual variants of the Bible. Many of them, if they see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find many of them will not know, for example, Mark is older than 
Matthew or is earlier than Matthew. Many will not know that John comes as the latest and that John sees a whole development take place in which he reaches his conclusions on certain things that differ with, for example, the synoptics. Many Christians will not know this. Like many Muslims will not know about the development of their literature. There are many Christians who won't know about the development of the Bible. They'll believe, look, the Bible is the word of God. Whether the Bible was ratified and that these were the beliefs a few hundred years after Jesus, what Paul's involvement in the development of all of these, the differences between Peter and Paul, many will not know these things. To many, if your local priest, your local vicar, your local bishop, your local archbishop, your local cardinal, if they're saying to me that the Son of God, the Son of the Most Blessed, the Son of the Most High, the one who is the begotten Son of God, then automatically they'll all reach that conclusion that Jesus must be the Son of God. How do I as a Muslim reply? One reply is the obvious reply. That I'll see the Quran said, وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَى What? المسيح ابن الله and that the Quran said that this is a word that they have uttered and what is it? they're imitating and repeating the words of those who what? who came before, him, before them Allah Allah is at war with those who utter such words they are deluded so I can come back with an ayah like that. Because you know, sometimes someone might say to you, look brother, I respect the Quran. And you say to them, as we had a discussion with one particular father, we said to them that, do you believe the Quran is the word of God? He said, yes, not the revelation of God, but inspiration to Muhammad. Okay, no problem. It's the inspired word of God, not the revealed word. Because sometimes the Christian community is fantastic at the way certain words are juxtaposed or used, sometimes paradoxically, but say, the father said that the Quran is the inspired word of God, not the revealed. Okay, no problem. But when the Quran comes and says that to say that Jesus is God or the son of God is a word which you've uttered, which is a lie, which is a delusion, which God is at war with, then how exactly can you say the Quran is an inspired word of God to the Prophet Muhammad when it completely rejects that which Christianity believes in? That's from the one hand. From the other hand, however, how do we reply? If I find in the Old Testament others who are called sons of God, this is very important. What if I find in the Old Testament others who are called the sons of God, then what do I do? Someone says, where? Where will you find in the Bible others who are called the sons of God? In the Bible you can find not just Jesus alayhi salam, where do I begin? Where do you want me to begin? Shall I begin with the book of Genesis? If I look at the book of Genesis 6, 2 to 4 onwards, I'll see God talking about the many sons of God. The many sons of God. I thought Jesus is the son of God, the only son of God. Genesis 6, 2 to 4, the many sons of God. Let me go for another example. In the book of Exodus 4, 22, Israel is the son of God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We said Jesus is the only son of God. Genesis is saying to me that many sons of God who end up with many of the females, as you will see there in Genesis. Then I see Exodus 4.22. It says to me, Israel is the son of God. 
Then I see, let's take another chapter. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 9. Ephraim is the son of God. So now I have Abraham as the son of God. I have Israel, son of God. I have God saying in Genesis, many sons of God, not one. Now I'm confused because I'm seeing that there seems to be many sons of God that have existed. Then I see, for example, let's say the book of Romans. I come to the book of Romans and I see that those, as many as are guided by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, are the sons of God. All of a sudden, anyone who is guided by the Holy Spirit is recognized as being what? As being from the sons of God. Now hold on, I thought Jesus is the only son of God. We always hear this, that Jesus is the only son of God. Someone says, no, 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 these are all like children of God. Ha, huh, that's cool. I don't mind that one. If you tell me that someone in the Bible is describing God and saying father, or that God calls them son, wallah, in our own lives as human beings, we've had elders who've said to us, son, come here. I've had non-Muslim elders who were teachers of mine, son, come here. I've had football coaches who came to me and said, son, go and play there. I've had, for example, going to a building, you may find a caretaker a bit older of you and say, son, take her eye over there. When he says to me, son, does that mean literally I'm his son? If now somebody out there, you say to them, can you give me directions? I want to go towards this part of London. He says to you, son, take the bus that direction. Does that mean literally he's your father? No, no way. So therefore, what if I now, for example, may look at someone in my life and I say that person is like a father figure. At the end of the day, all of us are children of God. So they say, no, Jesus is the begotten son. All of these other sons you mentioned, just metaphorical. David and the Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms, either two or go to 82. Both of them you could go to, whether you go to the second book or you go to 82. You'll see David is described as the son of God. Hold on. Now, who's the son of God? Dawood or Isa? David is described as the son of God. And the begotten son. So now, hold on. What do we have? Son of God, David, in the Psalms. A number of times in the Psalms, God talks of him as his son. So now, do I take Dawood as part of the Trinity? Someone can easily turn around and say, that Nabi Dawood should be part of the Trinity. Father, God, Son, Dawood, Holy Spirit. I don't. What is the meaning of begotten? Now, someone might say to me, remember they said that Jesus is the begotten. And you look at John 3.16. I say, but Dawood also is begotten. Dawood is also the son of God. Adam in the Bible is the son of God. Dawood, son of God. Ephraim, son of God. Israel, son of God. How many more do I need to mention who are called the son of God? Wallah, how many more? Someone says begotten. Okay, begotten. What does that mean exactly, begotten? God, Mary, Jesus. When you're calling Jesus son of God, what is begotten? What's happened here? In my understanding of begotten is some sort of physical relation that takes place. But what is it that's happened? So, you know, the, Ho the Holy Spirit overshadowed. There you have the same belief as the Quran. The difference is the Quran says what? Allah created a spirit. For Isa salam, that spirit was breathed with the power of be and it will be. 
كلمة كن فيكون That's it The Quran doesn't need to go into overshadowing spirit onto Mary Baba, relax, simple God when he wants something says be and it will be God when he wants all he has to do is create a spirit That spirit is then either taken towards the womb Or this is the vital point Or taken towards clay Why do I say this? Because when someone says to me, Jesus, the fact that he had no father means that his father must be God. What's the most basic reply? The most basic reply is, do you believe that Jesus, you call him son of God? The Bible also says Adam is the son of God. Jesus had no father. So you said God was his father. I ask one question. What is the question? Adam السلام, the Prophet Adam, did he have a father? Did Nabi Adam have a father? No. Did Nabi Adam السلام, have a mother? No. Why didn't the Muslims reach a conclusion that his father must be God? Maybe because Paul wasn't around? Good possibility. That could be a strong possibility. Although the Muslims have their own Pauls, I'll come to them in future nights. Paul is one. And there are Muslim Pauls as well who also made sure Islam was deviated after the Prophet died. But let's stick here. Why don't the Muslims call Adam the son of God? The Quran replied something very simple. Don't need to elaborate and cause yourself confusions as to what is the definition of the Trinity. What's the father? What's the son? What are the different opinions that come forward about the Trinity and all the different thoughts that have reached and the ideologies, Father, three modes, one mode, modality, sabellions. Let's leave that all aside. The example of Jesus in the eyes of God is like the example of who? Is like the example of Adam. You want to know what it means when we said that he is the word and that we breathed his spirit, the Holy Spirit? God creates a spirit. And that spirit which God creates, he put into the clay that was Adam. And then Adam was born. No one had to go to a conclusion, Adam is son. And that same spirit, God can create another spirit. And he can breathe it into the womb of Mary and say it's corn and that's it. My dear brothers and sisters from Christianity, when you say to me, but Jesus is God had to send his son or come in the flesh as his son because society was steeped in unbelievable sin. Wallah, society was steeped in more sin before the time when Jesus was born. God couldn't have sent his son to Sodom and Gomorrah. God couldn't have sent his son to other nations which were a lot more blasphemous, a lot more vile in their conduct. Why only for that time? Because people were sacrificing towards idols. That was the worst and craziest things that was happening at that time. God and you saying that he had to send his only son, Adam's son, David's son, Israel's son, Abraham's son. Everybody is a son. All of these are prophets of God in the, in the Muslim conclusion. They are prophets who have been sent by the Lord to act as an exemplar, to establish justice, and the best of morals for all of those in their time. To go into this gymnastics of back and forth as to what exactly son is or begotten and so on, the Quran's enough for us from two angles. 
What do I mean the Quran's enough from two angles? The one angle is what Nabi Isa alayhi salam spoke from the cradle. When Nabi Isa spoke from the cradle, and even the speaking from the cradle, someone's going to say, you stole it from the infancy gospels. Wallah, we stole it, we didn't steal it, alhamdulillah. We will read our ayahs. The ayahs say, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qala inni abdullah. I am a servant of Allah. Simple. I am a servant. Adam was a servant. Noah was a servant. Dawood was a servant. Abraham was a servant. Ishmael was a servant. Zachariah was a servant. Yahya John the Baptist was a servant. Moses was a servant. Idris was a servant. All of these Ayyub were servants. Yusuf servant. Yaqub All of these were servants of Allah. The highest level you can reach in this world is to reach the level of being a servant of God. قَالَ إِنِّي عَبْدُ what has he made me? He has made me a Nabi. I am the bearer of good news. Wallah, I don't doubt it. If Naba is great news, then he's the bearer of great news. I as a Muslim cannot be complete unless I have belief in him. But not the belief which results in animosity against God. A belief that God describes in the Quran as a delusion to even ascribe a son to God. قَالَ إِنِّي عَبْدُ اللَّهِ آتَانِيَ الْكِتَابَ وَجَعَلَنِي نَبِيَّ وَجَعَلَنِي مُبَارَكًا أَيْنَمَا And he has made me blessed wherever I may be. Made me blessed wherever I may be. He is blessed. He himself says, وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيَّ يَوْمَ وُلِدْتُ Peace be upon me the day. I was born. And the day that I will die. One day Jesus will die like everything dies. And the only eternal who never dies, never on a cross, never tortured, is Allah, is God, Yahweh, whatever name you want to give. Therefore, on the one hand, the Quran would come with this ayah. On the other hand, the verse of monotheism or the surah of monotheism in the Quran. If someone asked you, which surah defines God? And Tawheed in the Quran. There's a surah called Surah Tawheed. True? And that surah has the purest definition of oneness of God. Hence, another name for it is Ikhlas. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Say Allah is one. Allah is one in number? No, because it became two, became three, became a million in some cases. Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Allahu samad. Allah is needless. Lem yelid, walem yulad. Neither begets, nor is he begotten. You want to say he is begotten? Dawood was begotten. Stay away from begotten. Lem yelid, walem yulad, walem yakullahu kufuan ahad. And there is absolutely none who will ever come near God or be a mode of God or a modality of God or a substance of God or part of God or God here and God there and dying and feeling pain and not knowing and praying. No, 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 no. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدُ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٌ Therefore, did the Muslims reach a conclusion? Yes. The Muslims, their conclusion was clear. That whoever gives a partner to God, that is polytheism. And that is the greatest sin in the religion of Islam. Because people ask, what's the greatest sins in Islam? Number one is shirk. To put a partner to God. Number two 
is to despair of the mercy of God. Number three is to be despondent of God's mercy. What's the difference between despair and despondency? One of them, you keep inside. You don't tell everybody out there that I'm really unhappy with life. You keep it inside. Another is when you tell everybody, you know what? I'm never ever going to find my heavenly path. I'm doomed. I'm the worst. I'm going to burn in hell. These are the greatest sin. But number one, a sin that can be forgiven in this world. Yes, many have left, for example, polytheism to come towards monotheism. But on the day of judgment, whoever dies is a mushrik. And whoever dies saying that God had partners alongside him, that person on the day of judgment, that cannot be forgiven. For us, as was always the message of God, that if you want to be saved, you worship one God. I ask you, when you were living in the time of Ibrahim, what did you have to believe in? I have to believe in one God. Moses, I have to believe in one God. When I'm living in the time of Ayyub, one God. When I'm living in the time of Adam, one God. Are you telling me that consistency suddenly changes one day? Ya Rab, Ya Rab, Ya Rab. And that's why some Muslim commentators, what do they say? They say that when you come towards what? When you come towards Surah Al-Fatiha and you see the end, Ihdina Sarat Al-Mustaqeem. Guide me on the straight path, O oh Lord. Sarat Al-Ladina An'amta Alayhim. The path of those you have blessed. Not those who have deserved your wrath or were deserving of your wrath and anger. They said, was who? Was the children of Israel who received the wrath of God. They said, were the Christians who went astray because of what? Because of their belief that Jesus was God or the Son of God. And that's why you found for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for God, for the prophets and for the imams, this was seen as a war against God to say that he had a son or to ascribe that he had a son or to take gods besides God. Subhanallah, you'll see in the world today, there are still people who say Jesus is the son of God or God in the human flesh. How could that happen? May Allah forgive us. And that's why you see that this caused an anger to Allah that the Jews taking a son, even if it was a minuscule group of them at a certain point, the Christians taking Jesus as the son of God. How do we know it caused anger to God? Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam 